Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hootie and the Blowfish were one of the most successful bands of the mid-1990s, and Jim Sony Sonfeld has been the drummer of Hootie and the Blowfish since 1989. And even though the band never officially broke up, they did reunite for a new album and a new tour in 2019. But in between 1989 and 2019 was quite a ride for Sony. Massive success, followed by not as much success, addiction to drugs and alcohol, divorce, finally rehabilitation, and remarriage to the ex-wife of one of the other members of Hootie and the Blowfish. Sony chronicles all of that in his book Swimming with the Blowfish, Hootie, Healing, and One Hell of a Ride that came out in June. He also just released a solo EP, Remember Tomorrow, last month. And joining me now to talk about all of that is Jim Sony Sonfeld. Sony, hi. What's happening, Dave? How are you? Good. Good to talk to you once again. This might break the record for me for longest time in between chats with a guest. The last time I talked to you was in June of 1995. <laughs> At the very height of stuff going on there for Hootie and the Blowfish. I guess uh, saying what have you been up to would be too big of a question for an eight-minute segment. <laughs> well, luckily for those of us who wonder what you have been up to, uh, you released Swimming with the Blowfish, Hootie, Healing, and One Hell of a Ride here in June which is an incredible read. For anybody who thought they knew the story of Hootie and the Blowfish or your story, this is a really eye-opener to see everything that, that you have gone through since that incredible success in the mid-'90s. And it's got a happy ending. That's the good news. Yeah, I was able to uh, put a bow on the story, uh, which when I began the story did not really have an ending, per se, but our 2019 tour as Hootie and the Blowfish uh, helped to bring a little bit of closure, not that it's an ending, but it helps tie things up a little bit as far as the book goes to say we regathered, we slayed, we uh, had a great time, and uh, so, yeah, I was lucky with that. The story goes on. Obviously, we were lucky enough to get all that in before COVID, and um, that changed a lot of things, but uh, not the story. Well, not just a, a happy ending for the band, but but certainly for you. Uh, everything that you have gone through in, in those 30 or so years uh, since Hootie and the Blowfish came on the scene, uh, I, I had no idea. Most of us would think, you know, you guys sold uh, over 20 million copies of your debut album. Uh, you're probably, you know, set for life with the money and you're having a lot of fun and all of that. But to see the actual 
uh, torment that you went through and turmoil and, and difficulty in your life. And you share a lot of very personal and painful and, and really poignant stories uh, in the book. And it really made me think of the band in a, in a different light because that immediate success that you had, even though you've been working at it for a while, I mean, 94 and 95, you just exploded. And there's a, a really interesting story in the book about how even Darius in the moment said, you know what, we're not going to top this. And when you begin to think about the pressure that that puts on a person, uh, I guess it's not too surprising to, to read about the journey that you went through. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a funny thing, you, 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 especially I think as men, we, we put a lot into our career, and often our career, we think, defines us. And so I you know, dreamed of including the blowfish being in front of stadiums full of people and having radio success. We all four did, and, and when it comes... It begins to define you, but there's a road down that we had to go through, and then you start questioning, wait, is, was this a phase? Was it just something for a season? Uh, I want it to keep going, but I don't control whether it keeps going or not. Those games get played in, in between your ears, and uh, I tried to solve for it eventually with drugs and alcohol because it made me feel better temporarily, and then I got in a cycle I couldn't control, and it makes the... the uh, ride down the mountain uh, rather rough, and this is the reckoning. The book is the reckoning of how you face that, and I was lucky enough to have a group of people around me to help me face it and uh, come out on the other side uh, with a little bit of wisdom, uh, with some scars, certainly, but also to tell a story that I think a lot of regular people who aren't even fans might appreciate, you know, that we all need to grow up at some point. We all face our flaws, or we should face our flaws, but not always gracefully. Talking to Jim Sony Sonfeld, drummer for Hootie and the Blowfish, who released Swimming with the Blowfish, Hootie, Healing, and One Hell of a Ride, a book in June, and last month released the EP Remember Tomorrow. And I think, uh, as you detail in the book, I think even prior to the success and then coming down from that with the band, I think you personally, uh, you talk about how you moved a lot as a kid, uh, trying to make new friends, trying to fit in. Then you're a walk-on on the soccer team at the University of South Carolina where you're trying to fit in again. Then you join this band that's already been around for a while, trying to fit in with them. And, and certainly a lot of us think that those substances are going to help fit in. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting discovery when you go forward to see where the decisions of your life uh, made you into what you are. I, I, I was a if anything, a contradiction of terms. As I look back, the more deeply I look back, I, you know, want to be part of something, want to be part of a team, but demanding to be unique in my own way, you know, and and uh, wanting to uh, run the show, but really needing other people or a higher power to help me run the show. So. I face these contradictions and talk about them a little bit in the book as well. Well, we, we learn a lot of other things about you in this book. One is that Hold My Hand, one of your first and biggest hits, was something that you brought to the band as part of your audition. <laughs> yeah. We uh, you know, got together in 89 is when the old drummer was leaving and I was coming on board. I wanted to write songs, and I knew they were making a turn into original music as well. And... and uh, I had been writing songs, I just really hadn't come together much, and this is the one that I was probably most proud of, and I thought, well, if I join this band and I get a chance to bring in an original song, this is the one I'm obviously bringing in, and it uh, was uh, approved of, and it kind of went against the grain of what Hootie was at that time, which was, uh, I was a little older, it was a little more mid-tempo-y, maybe a 
a nod to the classic rock era, whereas Hootie at that time were a little more youthful in their set lists, playing higher-paced, uh, higher-energy songs, R.E.M. and, uh, you know, like The Police and stuff like that. So, But it was it started to dictate a little bit where we were heading as well. Speaking of back in those early days, the first time I ever saw Hootie and the Blowfish, so I graduated from the University of Virginia in 1989, and one of my roommates went on to go to grad school at the University of South Carolina, and I would come down and visit him in Columbia every now and then, and in particular go to Five Points, and in particular to St. Patrick's Day parties in Five Points, and that's the first time I ever saw Hootie and the Blowfish, and everybody in that town was saying these guys are going to be big one day and then a couple of years later i'm watching letterman and there you were but we didn't have any idea of just how incredibly big uh you were going to be but you really were the the talk of that town around that time yeah we were doing what uh some brothers of ours were doing in in your town uh called the dave matthews band you know it's funny we we were in the book tells a little of the story the, the parallel we were running with college guys that want to give music and the business to try, we play around campus, we play around the southeast, our, cars, our paths cross at numerous intersections during the book, and uh, talking about the journey we both went through, and the guy, yeah, you, you picked him well, uh, uh, Virginia and uh, Columbia, University of South Carolina, two of the most probably influential bands of the mid-90s anyway. Yeah. I mean, we were right in the in the middle of uh, getting to see shows that, that you guys and Dave Matthews, I went and saw them, you know, hundreds of times there in Charlottesville. Uh, it was an incredible time and place to, to be. And, and your recollection and stories of, of all of that, and again, the journey that you went on through success and addiction and coming to, to find out who you really are and, and getting better and being happy now and being remarried now to, and some people might not know this, one of your bandmates ex-wives which made it kind of awkward i know for the band but everybody's a big happy family now it's the story no one uh saw being written it's funny yeah we have survived uh uh you know paying our dues an almost unlikely or you know high elevation success and then the drudgery of coming back down and then yeah divorce in a band and uh, an awkward remarriage for a time as everybody adjusted to their new roles uh and so i, I hope to keep the the fans uh, riveted to a story that they want to keep reading. And, uh, yeah, the fact that we've managed that and now, you know, 14 years down the road for Laura and I uh, still play as a band and, and, you know, raising kids together, it's kind of a beautiful story. I I feel just so uh, blessed that we have all decided to put value in the band and family, uh, even as we go through difficult times. Well, again, it was a great read from having known you early on. And then my whole family now lives in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, also. My sister and my parents. You guys are, are uh, you know, local news still with a lot of your charity events and your annual concert and your homecoming stuff and a lot of great work that you do. Really interesting read. Great EP as well. We should talk about the music. Uh, remember tomorrow. I mean, for those who think you're just the drummer, it's going to open their eyes to a lot of other skills that you have. And Swimming with the Blowfish, the name of the book, Hootie Healing and One Hell of a Ride from Jim Sony Sonfeld from Hootie and the Blowfish. Great to talk to you again. Thanks. Have a blessed day. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.